I'm Kim. I'm Megs. Welcome to the At With Them podcast. <laughs> We're recording. <laughs> no, it's not the same. <laughs> Why are we here? What have I done? Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? Like, it's so obviously not. <laughs> You're just uneducated. It's not that bad. I don't know, is that even a word? Welcome to the Atwood's End podcast. I'm Megs. And I'm Kim. In this episode, we are getting nautical. We're welcoming Zach on the show a little later on to talk to us about his nautical adventures and life at sea. I literally know very little about sailing, so I'm excited to learn a few new things. And of course, I couldn't be happier that we are finally in the same room together. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we're just going to laugh a lot more, but... It is really nice and, you know, something to reflect on and be really proud of that we managed 14 plus one bonus episodes, like, remotely. And, you know, I'm honored to be working on this with you and happier that we're able to do it together. We've had a whole heck of a lot of technical issues. We got some cut eye and some dirty looks at the computer store because... You I know, felt judged at the computer store today. We just had a lot of mean people today because we're together and we had to get a few pieces to make everything work and it was just... We're going to see how it goes. So yeah, we're ho- here. Hopefully we're we sound... It. Yeah. But yeah, no, today should be good. I am not a sailor, but I, <laughs> I love a boat. <laughs> I love being on the water and so I'm excited to learn a little bit more. Can you remember your favorite day of your life? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. What's your favorite day of your life? I went to Costa Rica right before the pandemic started with 10 of my friends, just like an all-inclusive resort kind of thing. But it was one of my friend's birthdays, the like middle of the week. And because there was 10 of us on the same trip together, we were able to charter a boat. Stop, for you the... have a boat story? Mine's my favorite day yeah. is a boat too. My favorite <laughs> day actually is on a boat. <laughs> yeah, we were able to like charter this boat together and it was like open bar. They caught fish off the back of the boat and like made us fresh food. And at one point kind of like chucked a cooler of beer into the water and just like floated it to this little island. And like the 10 of us just like sat by ourselves on this little island in Costa Rica. And it was just like, it was a very happy day and like not something that you would normally get to do, but we were just lucky that there were so many of us on the trip that we could actually afford to do that. So it was really fun. That's crazy. Yeah. So my favorite day also on a boat, which is crazy because like I I had to think about it for so long. Big boat fans (laughs) at the Outwoods No idea what I'm doing. (laughs) Anybody has a boat, you know, it's funny because my sister, my youngest sister, she just talks about her boat. Okay, she's like 19 and she has big aspirations of having a boat. And I'm just rooting for her because, you know, a boat in the family is not a bad thing. But yeah, no, my favorite boat related story and my favorite day happened in Cuba, like back in 2016. And I just remember Abba's playing in the back. (laughs) The sun is shining. The horizon is bright. I'm all tanned and very sunburned, but it feels good. And we've been drinking cervezas since like, I don't know, 5.30 in the morning when we hopped on the bus and they were like, cerveza, cerveza. (laughs) And so that was like, I think I was like partially drunk, maybe a little bit of heat, heat. Yeah, exhaustion. uh, Stroke. Yep. Heat, no. Heat stroke. Heat stroke. That sounds so weird. Heat strike. No. <laughs> no. That's not it. Heat stroke. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a bit of heat stroke. And then it was just it was just a great day. So I mean, yeah, like I think really without further ado, we are happy to invite Zach to the At What's End podcast. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Thanks for being on the show with us. You know, it's uh, great to finally uh, be on this. I know uh, listening to you guys, I uh, I really enjoy it. So 
when I uh, asked Megs if I could be on it. I didn't really know what I would uh, be getting myself into or talking about. So I'm uh, glad she opened to pick the topic that I'm actually well versed in and actually can speak to. And yeah, really excited to dive into a little more about sailing. And I think that kind of if any of our listeners would like to be a guest, you just my sister continuously says that she's going to be a guest on the show. And I said, absolutely. What are we going to talk about? So if you can come forward with something interesting and it fits into the the episode scheme, then then we're, we're yeah, happy to have you us. on. Yeah. So, I mean, like you're coming onto the show to talk to us about all things nautical because of your time as a professional sailor, but that's not necessarily what, what do you do for a living? What I do for a living is definitely not a professional sailor currently, probably the furthest thing from being one. I actually work uh, in commercial banking, so <laughs> I sit at a desk and play with numbers all day. Let it be known that it's a desk in his bedroom too because of work from home. <laughs> yeah, so the commute to work is a, is a tough one. You know, I roll out of bed, take one or two steps, and I'm locked in for the day. <laughs> locked and loaded. <laughs> Best part about it though is I don't have to wear pants, so like that's a big positive from the work from home life. So, yeah, totally different from sailing. I mean, I guess let's start at the beginning. When did you first learn how to sail? I first learned how to sail at my cottage. So my parents have a cottage up in Muskoka. So my mom, as a summer job, actually worked as sailing instructor. Then was the head of the sailing club on on our lake. First time I went sailing was probably I think I was six or seven years old. And I learned in a boat called an Opti. It's pretty much, if I was to describe it, it's a one little sail and the boat shaped like a bathtub. That's as big as it is. Oh, cute. Okay. And yeah. An so. Opti? How do you spell that? I'm not really sure. I, <laughs> we'll I think it's O-P-T-I. Like, okay, uh, that's how I would have guessed. I would have thought why. So yeah, so that was uh, my first and it was kind of like a bathtub. I didn't really sail. You just more sat in the boat and like yeah. bobbed along, not doing kind of too much from there I kind of would be spend my summers up there summer after summer and then over time kind of really develop my sailing skills and then and then do you like move up so you start with the opti and then is there like a media like levels <laughs> so yeah for sure so there's different size boats of course when you're thinking of like dinghy sailing and toward the end of my sailing I should career. say career <laughs> but I, I was doing racing and traveling kind of around Ontario racing a boat called the 29er and then also for a summer job I worked as a sailing instructor so that's kind of the end but through it there's all there's all these different levels that you progress through and with cool. that you know you're doing different boats learning different skills and you know the next size up would have been it was an albacore I don't think they make them anymore it was they're pretty prehistoric in my opinion versus uh, what the boats are now but you know <laughs> it was there's like six of us piled all into this big albacore and you know you'd get slivers and it was just Get, get cut up there not great boats so you know picture like a viking ship like that is what's in my brain Roll. <laughs> they're all in the in the bottom just like this is <laughs> i'm sitting on the front with a drum just banging away <laughs> okay so then how did your sailing career you know if you're sailing as a kid and it's for fun and you're learning and stuff like how did the career aspect kind of come into things because like i met you I think it was five years ago now. It's when I first started dating my now husband, Tilo. You guys were both studying at the University of Guelph. At the time, I don't think I ever heard about sailing. It wasn't until after school. So kind of what led you to the sailing adventures? 
It was kind of a real spur of the moment. I was actually, went after graduating from Guelph, I actually went out to India to work uh, at a school out there, kind of leading a summer camp kind of program and doing some backpacking through India after my time at the school. And one of the guys that was I was with is actually also a good friend of mine. He went to school out on the East Coast at Dalles, being at Dalhousie right on the ocean there. He kind of was a big sailor through that. We were just talking one day, he's like, a buddy told him about kind of a website that you can uh, go and it connects you with people that have boats. So we kind of bounced around how funny would it be to kind of just go from India and pop on a boat and sail around. And the more we talked, the more we got excited about it and just kind of took a dive at that, into that. That's so, so yeah. fun. Logistics, how does this all work? If I wanted to spend time on a yacht or a giant sailboat, am I tossing an ad up on Facebook? Am I, is there like a yacht Craigslist where people are like, come hang out on my boat? And yeah, you're like, just like, yeah, the website that you were using? So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what I kind of alluded to before is that website. It's called Crew Seeker. So pretty much it's old rich dudes that have boats that are helping or looking for people to help sail them because they bought it and you know whether they they can do it alone but also they want company you subscribe to this website you make a profile not like a dating profile it's more like a, <laughs> just throwing out there i didn't want yeah, come on. you know sugar daddies no yeah. nothing like, like that like red it's, wine long walks on the beach when we're in port <laughs> yeah, exactly. wine and dine no i'd say it's more like a job application thing you do you make a resume kind of a cover letter you put your experience there what you're looking for everything like that compensation etc etc like work away work away is similar to that yeah but for like farm jobs and stuff yeah for sure exactly like that but for boats specifically so you can find boats kind of all around the world they just post where they are and some depending what they want will fly you out to them like one we were in greece at the time and the guy had a boat that he wanted to be brought from he was sailing down from portugal to go greece but his wife didn't want to make that long trek so he wanted uh people to help him so he kind of flew us from greece to portugal and we sailed the boat with him all the way to greece so that was kind of one thing but yeah it's all different places you could go there just post where they are and everything like that so So what was on your profile like what did you (laughs) (laughs) so mine was a little bare relative to uh what uh, my buddy had on his because he actually sailed yachts and bigger boats on the east working at a camp teaching sailing and on my lake it's dinghy sailing it's just me in a boat so take like a 14 foot boat and quadruple that or five times and now you're on a 60 foot but it's just so much larger and the fundamentals are the same but it definitely is a different ballpark so i really uh, i'd say bullshitted a lot about my experience (laughs) to really chalk up what i did to make it better but yeah you know what i got on is asking questions like actually no if this first time being on a boat this big oh okay so after like that kind of i kept building on my resume went as i got more experience i was worked i guess on four different boats and my time there is through the span of like six months. I feel like that's the key to like travel jobs too. I had a job in Prague working for a bar and like I completely made up all of my experience <laughs> to be working with them. They're like, yeah, you, you promoted before? I'm like, yeah, I'll 
all the time. All, I Yeah, I'm always out promoting clubs all the time. And then even I left afterwards, I used to work away. I went to Croatia and I was like working in a hostel, but I came across some sailing ones too. And I was like, oh, like maybe I'll do this. And then it was literally one man alone in his boat being like, come hang out with me. And I was like, ah, this feels unsafe for me. Yeah. So I was lucky that I had a, a friend there because uh, that's exactly right. One lonely. So the first time we were both like, uh, that's a this could be weird but like we're together and the guy was in turkey so it's like i guess we're going to turkey to meet this guy and we like <laughs> flew in and it's just like where are we and uh, it was so the first time it was definitely a lot of question marks around, <laughs> around that. but just wanted to go back to your other point about you know making and I think that applies to like anybody now, even present day in my current job. You definitely kind of oh, yeah. say, <laughs> fake, <laughs> fake it till you make it is like literally the motto of my entire career. I Google is my best yeah. friend. And I'm, I'm like, very yeah. proficient at Excel. <laughs> I'm very nobody, pro- nobody is proficient at Excel. I've determined that. I'm very proficient at Googling. <laughs> How to do stuff. At Excel. I took a the, one, people, the like, one person in the, the world who has produced a separate episode on, on your book Excel skills. There's a lot. I So I did it in, in high school. I took random business courses, whatever. And then I took like an online certification course about... Because the high that you get from knowing how to excel... And, like, really do Excel fast and well. And, like, the rush of a good spreadsheet. <laughs> so Matt, keeps you going. I'm hearing that you would say you Excel at Excel. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay, so, like, on the boat, what does your daily schedule look like? Where are you sleeping? Yeah, what like, time you, are you getting you up? Like, is that to yeah. sleep? <laughs> do you so, sail through the night? Lot, lot to unpack there. So, um, Please answer in order. So those sleep, seven questions. I sleep in a bed, not like, not like a hammock on pirate ship. No, I had my own room, my own bed, and so kind of sleeping was kind of you'd either stay at like a port or anything, and the boat would be tied up, and it would be fine if we were going into a city to explore. A lot of times especially through like the coast of Turkey, like right with Greece, so all the islands there and everything, we would actually just anchor wherever on a beach. Okay. So we would just like look on How the mermish. map. Look on the charts, I should say. Very like Pirates of the Caribbean, like the Tortuga, Tortuga vibes. <laughs> Straight up Tortuga. <laughs> charts. <laughs> and you just like anchor by a beach. So that's what we did for probably the majority of our time in Greece because it's all the islands there it's so beautiful so you just find kind of look at where the wind was coming from and try to be on the kind of lee side of that so you weren't experienced if the weather turned or anything it would be good and you'd just like anchor and it's pretty great because like you would be wake up in the morning and you'd have a beautiful beach all to yourself and you're just oh my like God, so nice. kind of here i was thinking they sail through the night like. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's we've done that too as i mentioned the one when we were bringing the boat back from portugal to greece we sailed from gibraltar it's a giant place kind of from the atlantic when you're going into the mediterranean it's right there in between that interesting country because it's actually english colony but it's right at the tip of spain so you go through a border kind of crossing it's right, right there and you can see okay. morocco and like africa right across not probably oh, that's really cool. there yeah like, 
one time we went seven days in a row without stopping so you're just sleeping through the night kind of but you're on like a shift rotation so like four hours you're up depending at, at night you'd be up for like four hours and it'd just be you and the boat and then sounds go. like a baby schedule actually too i, I think I, i'm cut out for it get your four hours sail. off and four hours on <laughs> yeah so the line you get used to being alone with nothing around you because yeah. you look out and it's just ocean and you're just sitting there in the dark like <laughs> hope i don't hit anything can't really see but yeah sleep schedule is kind of all all over depending what uh what kind doing. of what we're doing in there and then what about like daily schedule like did you you wake up what are you doing like take us through a day wake up make breakfast and then depending where we are like what we wanted to do we'd probably sail a bit to just keep going in the direction that we wanted to go so sail for a few hours and if or sail to a specific location we wanted to go see and then make lunch and during the sale it's not very hard okay a lot of the time because you're just sitting there like you don't have to really like change as long the as you're on track anything. you on just kind of like do it you get the sails yeah. up and you're just sitting there so a lot of during the day while sailing it's just a lot of drinking listening to music and hanging out like okay cool, cool, cool. too nice. much to really do so very relaxing i would say so i mean like sounds relaxing but like my biggest fear with anything to do with the like i think i'm gonna die in the water like that's just my prediction throwing it out there <laughs> tag back to this episode but my whole thing is like with weather what happens when I've been out on the water when the weather changes really quickly. So, like, did you ever encounter any really kind of scary weather? And, like, what do you do in that case? So, definitely there's one vivid time that I definitely recall because I was actually kind of terrified. (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny. (laughs) No. No, It's just like, I just, like, this one comes to mind because I was fearing for my life. (laughs) Didn't think I was going to make it. I'm in the back here just sweating, thinking about it, shaking. But... (laughs) It was from when we were going from Sardinia to Spain. We were crossing and kind of got into some bad weather. So what you do is like you furl up the sails so there's not as much sail, so your boat's not as powered and everything like that. But a lot of the time you put on the motor too to help go straight. But then the weather was got real bad and like our sail got like ripped out and blown out. So we didn't like really have one sail. So we're just like motoring. But then the waves were probably like a good... 20 to 30 feet so they're coming over like the front of the boat and that is you're so just, scary like, especially through the night when the wind is going and you're just the waves hit and it feels like the boat literally stops and you're just like you wear a life jacket thing but you also have like a harness that you clip in so if the wave comes over and you get like swept out you're not falling off the back of the boat right to davy jones's locker i'm sweating <laughs> yeah that's stressing me out so like during the day when you can see the waves it's fine but it's the nighttime when you're by yourself like white knuckling this the steering wheel just being like i just want to get out through, through this yeah, exactly and so how, how long was that it probably lasted for 18 hours oh my god i thought you were gonna say like an hour <laughs> no it was like a day and a night and then best part about that i should it, everything has a silver lining i should say we ended up because of the sales ripped and everything we ended up going to a ibiza because of it so kind of <laughs> A happy, a happy coincidence. I got, yeah. to, spend, I got to spend a week in Ibiza due to the sailboat bit um, ripped. So when it was getting repaired, bad, uh, bad experience, but ended uh, pretty good for me. Okay, well, on on We're this laughing. on this same topic, continue to make us laugh. I want to hear like something ridiculous that happened to you. I would say the most kind of ridiculous thing I would uh, say would be. 
when we were going into the Black Sea through Turkey, we were going to actually check out Bulgaria and we we're going and we we're like sailing and then all of a sudden we see there's different sort of equipment there, but we see like, oh, Bulgarian Coast Guard boat on the on the computer screen, like interesting. And then we're like going forward and then we see it coming towards us and we're like, okay, maybe like interest like maybe they're just doing routine stuff. Right at I think it's uh twelve miles is where it becomes out of international waters they stop and they meet us there and six people like they drop their military dinghy and six full-on military people full assault rifles and everything oh come board our boat <laughs> and here i am in my like bathing suit no shirt like, <laughs> how a good buzz going on in these really serious like bulgarian military people are like where's your passport blah blah, blah. i'm like just drinking like here it is like do you have drugs no i'm just sailing like can i come into your country never heard but like don't shoot me i'm just imagining zach like tom hanks and castaway like beard hair <laughs> drunk and i'll recommend don't ask bulgarian military if they want a beer they they, they didn't find it as funny as i thought it was but hey reminds me of a story so like going we're canadian and going into the u.s means that we have to pass the border right and like one of the stereotypes is that the american borders they're pain they're always a fucking pain in the ass and they really don't take to jokes and they're very serious about everything whatever and so tilo and i drove across canada in 2017 to pick out to pick up his brother in alberta we drove to vancouver and then we drove through the u.s and so we're in like Vancouver and we're driving down into Seattle to like then make our way down and as we're getting to the border it's we're like let's drive through the night good idea right so it's like quite quite late at night and I literally give everybody a speech about don't be stupid don't be silly this is not the time like I do not have time to get pulled over by borders whatever right so I was like I'll be the one to drive I'm the most serious I can do it we get to the border, okay, whatever, and the guy, the guy's such a prick, and already I'm just like, <laughs> anyway, so then he's like, are you going into the U.S. with anything that you're not going to be coming out with? And I was like, yeah, money. And I was like, crack like a smile, he let us through, and then both Tilo and Toby were like, what the fuck, man? You literally lectured us, and so that was my, uh attempt at being funny and they didn't think it was funny so <laughs> we weren't certain <laughs> no i think yeah the canada to u.s border is always like i remember i was going down to miami to visit one of my clients i was working with and like full transparency they were literally flying me down to go to a water park there was no business really involved <laughs> in this but what was going through the security and they were like business or pleasure and I'm like well technically I'm going to visit my client so I said business I don't think the person that was doing the security like grasped freelancing and so she was like do you have a visa and I was like no and she was like that's illegal and like I literally ended up getting like fully detained like I was sitting amongst like literally a row of men with face tattoos <laughs> and I'm like and, I'm, and he ta they're taking phone like all these men are on calls I'm like texting my mom being like I'm like being held and whatever and literally the security goes you off your phone and points to me and I'm like I'm gonna tell these men with face tattoos that are literally taking calls in this like detainment room I ended up having to leave them with like my business card they had to like look at my website I'm like I don't know what this is proving but yeah I made my flight still but stressful I feel like they're bored I feel like there's a there's a there has to be a boredom associated with working really really long shifts you know like at a hospital you're busy at mm -hmm. an airport 
<laughs> and I think it takes a special like type of person to be so dry and serious all the time. Like fuck that. Like what? Yeah. It's called a joke. Like you know, have some humor. <laughs> like walk to the comedy show after, learn how to laugh a little. Come on, like just stone face. It's just like who hurt you? <laughs> Why are you like this? Yeah, no, it, it's true. But okay, so pulling back, back, we got a little off topic. I think it's just me. I, I tell a story, I forget what I was saying, and then it goes into another story. But anyway, so kind of we're, we're you were using a few words there that I didn't fully grasp. So like where in terms of like jargon or like terms, you know, how much are you, are, are you talking like a sailor, like a ye old sailor kind of thing? Like um, when you're working with someone, do you sailor talk to one another or is it basically normal words with specific referencing something jargon so i'm not going our matey like <laughs> that, was, that was my follow-up question. Well, yeah. <laughs> question i'm speaking english normal words just uh you're kind of just depending what you're doing like if you're doing anything with the sales and changing that over or switching them you're using the sailing terminology for okay. what you're doing it's not you know, that rope over there, there's a specific name for specific ropes and, you know, you're just not... Pull that thingy-majigger. Can you so, give us, like, a rundown, do you think, of, like, your... your... So, the, you have the mainsail, but then, like, your mizzen sail is a different type and that, depending on the type of boats behind, and then you got your genoa, which is, like, the sail up the front, and some boats have a spinnaker. So, with that, like, and then with different ropes, like, you have your main halyard, then you have your spin halyard, depending what you're doing, so there's different names for, like, the little ropes and... Okay, so like weather's getting bad. What are you what are you barking at each other? You're like, oh, the the wind has picked up from X knots to this, you know, I think we should furl the mainsail a bit to like depower it or let's drop drop the mainsail, let's, you know, only fly off this one sail, blah 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 blah. And it's kind of just a more casual thing like that. And then the more technical stuff would be like I know you mentioned like maps but we call them charts so you had to chuckle about that before so. that's another question too. <laughs> pirates is that a thing so no pirates in the mediterranean oh I can, yeah i know pirates of the mediterranean does they just drink vino and smoke cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> so none there but one of the captains i actually was with he came from australia so he actually circumnavigated the whole globe it took him like two years to do it and he came up from Africa actually through the Suez Canal mm-hmm. and there as you know Suez and Somalia is right there Somalian pirates so I that's the actually I'm <laughs> Captain now <laughs> great movie Captain do Phillips do you want to see Kim freak out Kim's like I am the captain no, I, I can't be put Kim's on the spot try. I'm not good at performing <laughs> try. I am the yeah. captain now I am the captain <laughs> I don't know if that was good or bad. I don't like being put on the spot yes, like that. Thank you. I'm not good at accents either, no, so I'm very uncomfortable right now. I will Here's what you're gonna do. Yes. I am the captain now. <laughs> Sorry, back to Somalian yeah. pirates. <laughs> Thanks, Kim, getting us back on track. <laughs> so back to the Somalian pirates. When he was coming through the Suez Canal, you actually have to hire like someone to go on board with you to navigate it. But also, he put a like a rope and trailed it behind. So in case anybody in the night came up behind, the rope would get caught in their propeller. They wouldn't be able oh to God, like so board. So they would. He would like run lines behind the boat in case they tried. Okay, here's to. my idea: sharks. 
I hate sharks. No, 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 no. Utilize them. Exactly. Exactly. Would you ever go to pirate a boat if they have like six sharks? How are you going to train them to do that? I thought she was like thinking of a shark cannon. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I would love a shark cannon. I think that'd be amazing. Only this little like slot opens in the side of the boat. I'm thinking like, you know how like we were talking about in those Viking boats they had like the people rowing instead of like people rowing you just have like meat and then the sharks are like do 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 we're gonna follow your boat okay you I know mean, what in you guys theory are, you guys are in the past in theory, you know what your urine or, or you're training sharks to swim along the side of your boat why that would be okay I, you know what i don't know how that would help the pirates though because they're no no in no, no, no no the pirates you're keeping you... the pirates what uh, how are you training the sharks to be loyal food but also, the pirates have food. Better food. Hi, I cook. I cook. I cook. Sharks. <laughs> Loyalty. Okay, so <laughs> like you said, wow. With your, with your, with your charts and, and all of the other cool words. Going back to the whole pirate thing, are flags still a thing? And like, what about communication in general? Like, I know, in, like when you have a plane, everyone's on the same kind of. Radio frequency. Um, yeah, right, and they're all communicating, and you have your your towers as you're approaching, and air traffic is super directed and controlled and stuff. Well, does the same thing go? So start start with flags. So flags, yes, but very minimal. Like depending on the country you're in, you have to raise a flag. There's like little rules around it, but how many people actually follow them is minimal. Like not really. Like it's not you're not getting in trouble if you don't follow the correct flag protocols okay. when coming into a new country or anything that but for communication systems and everything like that it's similar to an airplane like you have radio systems there and like you have a computer and you pay for this software that all other boats on it show up so in the night you can see different boats like oh this is this boat that's their name this is the size and you can see how they move and like giant cargo ships and stuff right they all are on it too so at the night you're really just looking at a computer screen or a tablet size screen more or less to know where those boats are in the night and so you can avoid them and when you're coming into a new country or anything you can radio like the docks there and be like hi we're coming in like can we have port people come meet us at the docks so we can get cleared into this country they'll sta- stamp your passport and everything oh, cool, like cool. that so even though you're in europe you're still getting cleared in each right. time which is weird because you can travel as a, on uh, land on land you don't really need to as i backpack europe before like yeah and anything to. in the schengen zone is like all open border hey, what are you saying you said that already once Schengen. Schengen, no it's like so like 27 i think of the countries in europe are like open border so like once you enter one you basically enter all of them yeah, yeah, yeah. so when i was living in prague i spent my 90 day tourist visa basically there and so when my visa expired, I was still traveling and my uh, like remaining options for countries were Croatia, basically all the super Eastern Europe countries. So like Croatia, Serbia, Bosnia, that kind of area of Europe, as well as like the UK is not part of it. So those regions 
you're entering fresh. Like, for example, I went to Oktoberfest, and so we drove from Prague to Munich, and our passports weren't checked. Like, yeah, you just yeah, yeah. see the, like, no, no, languages I know that. Change. I know, but it's so funny. I yeah. feel like the you only ever become, like, aware of it when you your days are running out. You know you're <laughs> going to have to leave. So just going kind of off that funny story, as I said, I was kind of on the boat for, like, six months, but I didn't... Sh- I showed up in Europe without a visa, because I'm like, oh, they're mm-hmm. Schengen. I get 90... 90 days. days. So I'm like, I'm good. I realized we were at, I forget where we were, but we were talking to people and like, how have you been doing this so long without a visa? We're like, oh, we don't really have like the traveling one. They're like, yeah, but you've been here this long. And we're like, oh yeah, we didn't really like clue into that. So we overstayed our visa by months, like maybe not months because you're clearing in and out of the country. Right. So when we're not in the country, technically we're not using that time. So when we, yeah. if we were sailing for five days It's just days the days straight, that you were like docked. Docked then, yeah. You only have 90 days in a year or like how does that in a year. work? In, in a, a year, year. Okay. yeah. And then you have to, you have to leave. Yeah. So that kind of made us, I, we probably would have kept going if that was the case, but we kind of, after that we flew out and went to because uh, neither of you guys have European passports right no. no so it was nice when we found that out we kind of left quickly <laughs> Just quite, swiftly made a very quiet exit out of Europe <laughs> <laughs> We went to Ireland and Scotland instead because it's like different visa rules. Let's yeah. go there. So okay, wait, Zach, teach me something that if I walk onto a boat, I say it, people are gonna be like, ah, yes, she knows. What am I saying? Oh, like, no. Let's <laughs> get naughty. Oh, hated that, but loved it too. Um, I would say the. The thing you should know would be what port is and starboard is on a board. That's boat. left and right, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. So that's, okay. if you can, if you know your... What about like a compliment? How do I compliment someone's boat? Oh. Like I can't um, be like, great ass, you know? <laughs> nice Do boat. It. Yeah, nice boat. Yes. Guys <laughs> <laughs> are useless. Like some bougie boats have like nice teak wood finish on the deck and stuff. So okay, you could, I know like, what teak wood is. Okay. So cool. I don't, but yeah, I like your boat. Good uh, name. Okay. <laughs> like people, people with boats pride themselves on their name a lot. Okay, the name so there, of the there boat, we go. So okay. like maybe that too. Compliment the name. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I feel like with sailing, there's a whole bunch of superstitions never starting a journey on a friday or like the whole like red sky at night sailor's delight i think it is and, like red sky in the morning sailor's warning like warning yeah yeah so do you have any rituals or like superstitions no i i don't <laughs> know just no like I just the like one i was gonna it. say is the only one that i know is like the uh, red, red sky yeah exactly yeah. so that's like if it is it's like for weather if you're getting the the sky in the like morning yeah. it's going to be a storm that day but if it's at nighttime you're you're going to hopefully have good sailing weather so that's funny actually going to the never starting a journey on a friday that's cuz jesus died on a friday so friday's a no go thursday is also a no go because that's thor's day like Thursday, okay. Then the second so Monday. Me there's like two days of the week you can start a journey. There, there are multiple days in a calendar year that you're not allowed. I think it's like a second Monday in April. You can't start a journey because that's when Cain killed Abel from the Bible, and so that's a no go as well. <laughs> I was reading through the extensive list of like. Oh my god! You gotta really plot your journey. The carefully. second Monday of the ninth month, you you can you can start. The Bible really doesn't want people traveling. <laughs> yeah. I took out of that. Be a boat too. Yeah. Yeah. Sailboat. 
but okay, so that's actually pretty good if you if you don't have too many superstitions because I was thinking we could play a little game called nautical superstitions. And basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you guys. I'm going to tell you something, and then you're going to try to guess if it is considered lucky or unlucky in the world of sailors. And then you're going to try to give me your best guess as to why it goes either way. Okay. Okay. You guys ready? Bananas. Lucky. Yeah, I feel like lucky too, actually. Um, I just think... Actually, no, no I've changed my mind. They're all no, lucky. fuck, you saw my face. No, no, no. Don't look at me. No, no, no. I have, I have no. logic behind why I changed okay, my mind. Okay, go. Did you... Okay. No. I'll say why I think they're lucky first, Okay. Because, okay. you know, you would find bananas on like a desert island. So if you ever get shipwrecked, you're lucky to find a banana because there's food now on the island. Okay, counter to that. You find a banana on an island... Because you're shipwrecked, you're certainly not lucky because you're literally shipwrecked on an island. Because <laughs> then you slip. <laughs> okay, so it's... And, wait, I'm not done. That was, I, was just, I was just destroying my opponent first before I... You guys are competing. You guys... You said it's a game. It's a game. I didn't know we are like, picking each other's arguments about it, but now I'm ready for you're the done. next one. I'm done. My, my logic behind it being unlucky is because I feel like you want something that's a little bit more nutrient-rich and vitamin C if you're on a boat, so I feel like oranges would be more lucky because of scurvy. <laughs> okay, ding, ding. You're They're unlucky, okay? And they're unlucky because bananas, if you have a lot of them and you have them in your cargo hold, as they decompose super quickly, and when they do, they can let out toxic gases when you have enough of them. And so you could literally be sick from and so that's why bananas are a no-go on a ship and therefore considered unlucky now Interesting. on your comment mm. about scurvy do you know why vikings rarely got scurvy oh i think so did they like gin a lot because gin um the what's gin made out of helps fight off scurvy as sauerkraut Really? They ate a lot of sauerkraut and they brought sauerkraut with them because it's pickled. It can go on long journeys and it's fine. Right. And that's what kind of helped them. Is sauerkraut vitamin C rich? It, it must be something rich. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Whistling. Lucky or unlucky? I feel like it's lucky. I feel like you see a lot of pirates whistling. I feel unlucky. Why? I'll let Kim go first why she thinks it's lucky. <laughs> I, was, I was mostly basing this off the fact that I feel like pirates like to whistle. I... Oh, I don't know. And that's why I, don't I think have... it's... Sorry. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Pirates like to whistle. So, like, if you're sailing, <laughs> you, you're whistling, you know the pirates are coming, that's pretty unlucky. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> yeah, how does it feel to be there? I, <laughs> like, I feel like my own tactic just got used against me. <laughs> okay, so whistling is unlucky. Winner, winner. Because as you whistle, it's said to call on storms. Like, whistling is how you call storms, oh. apparently. I was going to say, as I was, like, saying that, I was thinking that it would... What are those sirens? You know, when they, like... They're like the mermaids, mermaids, but, like, yeah. that lure you to, like, mm-hmm. your death. I was picturing that they would probably lure a siren. Via and, whistle? Yeah. Oh, 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 the whistling yeah. does. Okay, I thought you said the sirens would lure Whistle, you, like, <laughs> cat call you? You're just, like, <laughs> <laughs> over this side of the boat. <laughs> Next. Changing the name of a ship. Unlucky. Unlucky. Why? Because I feel like that's just bad vibes. I feel like you're starting the voyage one way and you're changing your path by changing. I don't know. It just seems, it seems wrong. I agree with Kim on that. And I, I'm, <laughs> I'm like 90% certain that it is unlucky, but I don't know the actual reason why. 
Okay, so I couldn't find the actual reason why, but it is unlucky. If you have to do it, you basically have to scrape the name off and then you take whatever you scraped off plus a piece of paper that you write the name on, you put them in a box, you burn that box, then you take the ashes and then you have to release them on a certain tide for the new name to not sink your boat. I have a friend actually that I think, um, I don't remember the exact like ritual, but I remember her telling me that her family bought a boat that's just like in the Toronto Harbor. And I believe they had to do something similar where there's like a whole ritual involved in renaming a boat. So if you buy it from somebody else, but you want to change the name, you have to do a bunch of stuff yeah, to yeah. like make it acceptable to vibes. be able to do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, next dolphin slash sharks. Okay. Just hard. There's a big contrast between like yeah. If I like, see a dolphin, I'd be lucky. Lucky, but a shark, shark no. unlucky. Yeah, you're correct. Very good. That was the easy one. Okay, cats. Oh, I'll jump. How did the cat get on my boat? Lucky, because lucky because ships tend to have rats. So if you had cats there, oh. they'd solve the rats, and the rats wouldn't eat your food. So very lucky for cats. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll buy that. That is correct. What about black cats? Unlucky. Unlucky. Nope, they don't discriminate. Oh, a cat's okay. a cat. Yeah, because rats would eat, like, rope and eat food and spoil grain and stuff, right? And so then if the cat is killing those rats, then, yeah. Okay, so this one is, is redheads, but meeting a redhead before a journey. Unlucky. Oh, I'd say unlucky. Like, I don't think witches like redheads, and they probably <laughs> burn them too. So I don't think pirates would like them either. Yeah, I just think, like, redheads are up to something. <laughs> redheads are up to something. It was considered unlucky. But there is one thing that you could do to make it not unlucky. Can you think of what? You kiss them. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to talk to them first. Oh, oh. like before they talk yeah, to you. Yeah, before they talk okay. to you. Okay, yeah. make the first move. Yeah, and then to kind of go off that, what about a priest? I feel like that would. I feel like that would be lucky. Yeah, like he he could bless your voyage. So for whatever reason, priests were unlucky because they were all black and they performed funeral services. And so therefore you just didn't uh. want to associate with anything. Yeah, there's actually a lot of rules. Like you're not allowed to say like goodbye, good luck. You know, there's all these like weird things yeah. about the language that you're using. It's like theater and having to say break a leg yeah. instead of good luck. Yeah. And then the other thing is if you're stepping onto a ship, do you step on with your left or your right foot first? Kim. <laughs> I'm going to say left. Since she said left, I'll just go right. It's left foot first, yeah. <laughs> That's the, I just wanted... the game winning point. Oh, wow. It was no point. I do want to make a comment, though, that I have nothing against redheads. <laughs> I know Kim doesn't like them, but I just want to make sure I do. Big fan of redheads for all uh, the listeners out there. And with that, that concludes Zach's <laughs> Thank you, Zach, for coming on the show. We had a, a real hoot. And I feel like I'm just, I'm going to be savvy next time I uh, get naughty. <laughs> you have to get that joke in a second time. It's funny. Yeah, I know. That was so interesting. This just makes me want to, like, get a sailboat now. Maybe I'll start with a bathtub boat. <laughs> What's it called? Opti? Um, Opti. Okay. I was thinking OBGYN. I was like, that's not it. (laughs) (laughs) Gynecology, though. (laughs) Okay, great. So this actually leads us into the last segment of the show. So here comes the Philomath. 
one of the things that I was really thinking about was, you know, we spent a lot of time together and like we've traveled together. I don't know how I would do on a boat for six months. Like, how, how do you think? See, I would feel fare? like I would thrive, but the bad weather would like, I don't <laughs> that would know bring that the I worst would, I don't, yeah, I don't know that I would do well in the bad weather, but like, I do love being on boats. Okay, so this kind of, like, I think for me, it might incite some violence, depending on how it would go, but that's nothing compared to, there was a study, and it basically looked at the violent behavior of more than a thousand mammal species. Take a guess as to which mammal is the most violent, with its own kind. Hippos. What? What do you got against hippos? They're so scary. No, they're, they're meerkats. They're so cute. I know, right? So basically, they, in this um, journal in Nature, or like this uh, paper published in in the journal Nature, uh, they analyzed 4 million deaths among 1,200 mammal species. And they compared them with the findings of like over 600 studies of violence among humans from ancient times to today. And basically, what they found is that some of the violence that we have between humans can be attributed to our place in the evolutionary tree. And the other is that meerkats are surprisingly murderous. And they didn't go out to find out like why meerkats have this violence or what's going on. But what instead they're investigating just this mammalian data and what it might tell us in regards to humans. Like what can you learn about animal violence, why it happens, and then take a look at people violence and why that's happening. Out of these like 30 mammal species that are most likely to kill their own kind meerkats hit the the number one spot and their percent of deaths inflicted by members of the same species was a whopping 19.36 percent which is like insane are they like plotting so a lot of it kind of gets down to the reputations for like how docile some animals are make them more dangerous to each other than creatures known for like aggression if that makes sense so like something like a chinchilla they kill each other more often than brown bears to their own kind new zealand sea lions are more murderous than actual lions and what we're finding or like what they they pulled from it is that like 20 percent of the meerkat deaths are murders and Oftentimes what happens is that meerkat mothers are killing the offspring of other females to maintain dominance. And like in the worst of times, humans display murderous behaviors and like there was a newly published study that found that lethal violence between 15 and 30% for human populations living between 500 and 3,000 years ago. So I mean like that's what we were, we were hitting those kind of numbers so long ago, whereas they're still hitting them now the rate of lethal violence is so much lower rates of homicide in modern societies that have police forces legal systems prisons and strong cultural attitudes that reject violence are at less than one in ten thousand deaths or about like 0.1 percent which is about 200 times lower than the predictions for meerkats i know a lot of animals will end up murdering young when it gets like males will murder if a female has babies so that Mm. he can impregnate her and that's when they're but i guess in this case it's all about interesting i i don't think meerkats could ever sail the world together is is the no (laughs) no they'd be like mutiny (laughs) yeah no i just i remember seeing this and like this has been one that i wanted to cover for a really long time because this has been on my list of like potential philomaths 
And I was just like, okay, what are we going to put this in? Because it's just such a weird one. Yeah. You know, like, you think of, like, Timon from The Lion King, and you're like, how could you have murderous intentions? I think of that, like, you know that video of, like, the talking animals where he's like, Alan! Yeah. Alan! 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 Steve! Is that a meerkat or is that, like, a gopher? No, it's a meerkat. Is it? I'm pretty sure it's a meerkat. Alan! Alan! Our guest is still in the room. I've been informed from from a closed source that it's in fact a crown dog. <laughs> they have actually at the Toronto Zoo. They have a really awesome setup for their for their meerkats, and and it's great to actually see them. They are you know. really cute at the zoo. I wonder what they do with that. Like, I wonder how the murders. You know, that'd be so think, funny. Okay, hold on. Follow up question. No, no. You're, are we going to the same place? Does has a zookeeper ever come into the zoo just seen like like a crime? There's a little chalk outline of a meerkat on the ground. Some caution tape by no, I'm thinking of like a, a mockumentary with like meerkat violence. You know, where they're like, they never saw it coming. <laughs> I was at home alone. And... <laughs> Anyways, well, I think that wraps up our, our short but sweet but funny but murderous. everything everything packed into one episode (laughs) and if you don't have plans on october 23rd you should come hang out with us at the button factory in waterloo ontario tickets are ten dollars we'll be hanging out from 1 to 4 p.m i've been informed that we're getting our own beer so that's fun and included (laughs) in your ticket so yeah come hang out we'll be posting more information on how you can get tickets very soon on instagram so you should follow us at at wits end podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple. And remember, this is our unofficial, official, unofficial lunch party. So we hope to see you guys there. Bye-bye now. Bye.